Hey everyone, welcome back to Reality 2.0. I'm Catherine Druckmann, and joining me today is Doc Searles. Also joining us are uh, Sean Powers and Petros Katupis, who you should know if you are a uh, even occasional listener, to be honest, because they're both frequent guests, guest hosts, all around awesome friends. And we have a few things to talk about today, and really all of those things are related to one thing, which is Facebook, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Before we do, I wanted to remind everyone to check out our website at reality2cast.com. We have a newsletter you can sign up. We have a lot of links that we provide with each episode. You can even sponsor us. And thank you for all the people who pitch in on coffee and Patreon and and various various ways. And for the people who listen and and send us emails and and topic suggestions, uh, all of those are much appreciated. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So Facebook is always in the news, right? Facebook is such a great topic all the time because they provide us with so many things. Wait, Facebook? About. What is that? I, I thought they were named something else. Yeah, they're named they're, something they're, else, possibly Horizon something. Oh, yeah. Well, they were the Facebook. But yeah, so, that, so that's the first thing. So uh, one of the things is, is they're, they're talking about changing the name of the parent company because they own everything now. Um, but you know, I mean, it, that makes sense because if they're, they're, they're putting a lot of, of effort into Facebook reality labs, if you were, if you watch any sort of financial reporting ever, you're, you've heard a lot about that lately. Uh, they're putting a lot of into that. They own Oculus. A lot of people, I mean, I don't know. I don't forget that, but maybe some people do. Uh, they have, I have own, multiple oculi. <laughs> yeah. You do. They own uh, WhatsApp. They own Instagram. Uh, and and they, they're uh, ambitious. They have a lot of big plans for the so-called metaverse, which we will get into. But also making news is this uh, whistleblower story, which we can talk more about in, uh, in a little bit later in the podcast. But that's, well, that's providing us with a lot of uh, discussion as well. So so let's 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 get into it. What, you know, I know that Sean and Doc are pretty opinionated. <laughs> I have opinions. I think Petros does too. But I think maybe we should get into let Sean and Doc take it for now. Yeah, you mispronounced well, good looking, but opinionated. Okay. Say, I, I don't have any opinions. Uh, we're, we're just well, over here yeah. going with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Petros doesn't need opinions because if you're right, what's yeah. trouble yourself with? Um, and, exactly. and for the record, we are all users of Facebook. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, you know, we're we're users of Facebook, whether we are begrudgingly are users or we enjoy it, or you know, we share pictures of dogs or you know, politics. We're, uh, we're all there. Yeah, I use Instagram. I use Facebook. Um, I use. I don't I use can, WhatsApp. I occasionally do. Yeah, I, I don't use I WhatsApp. WhatsApp. If you communicate with anybody internationally, you might use WhatsApp. Yeah, but yeah. I I have a WhatsApp account. I used it very briefly many years ago and right now it just sits there unused. I don't know anybody who uses it anymore. I used it I used to use I used it in the past for uh when I was on Team Romania roller derby and Team Israel. Mm-hmm. Both both of those teams used WhatsApp to communicate. Interesting. Yeah. So so the the name change thing I I think is far less of a story than like CNN is making it out to be. I mean, I saw like multiple siblings like they're they're rebranding. They're trying to change who they are to, you know, make them seem like a better company. And I think that's all just because it's just a reorganization. Right. I mean, Metaverse is going to be like this overarching umbrella company so that Facebook is on a peer level with things like Instagram and and WhatsApp and the Oculus, whatever that is. Reality thing. It's alphabet is to Google as whatever this is. is Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they'll call it Metabook. And then because it's, you know. The thing above the other things, it's their alphabet, basically, is what you're saying, right? They're gonna, yes. You know, Google didn't change when they created Alphabet as as a as the as the umbrella organization, and um, so yeah, I think that. that's all this is, yeah. you know, yeah. with a cooler sounding name. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and and I think there is there is probably a desire to distance some products from the others. Like, what you know, do you really want to? Think of it as Facebook's Oculus. Probably not. Like, yeah, it's weird, right? I mean, it, it's a weird yeah. connection there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was a huge thing. You guys probably had a show about it. I, I missed it. But where to use the Oculus products sometime last year, you, re, you were required to use a Facebook account. You could no longer just have an Oculus account. Um, you had to use your Facebook 
login, and which was just it was just weird because yeah, it's a, it's icky. Is it a little icky? It's a little yeah. Because I mean, it's not like you don't want to be forced into it. Yeah. I mean, it was like OAuth, but you were forced to use that particular one. It was just weird. Icky, yes, but also just weird because you don't just play Facebook games on the Oculus Rift, right? Or Oculus Go or whatever they are. You request, you play, you know, all these third-party games, but to be able to get into the the multiverse of Oculus, you had to, you still have to use Facebook. That's weird. So I think maybe they're separate that a bit. You say that, but then, you know, think about it. You can't use a, an Android device without a, a Google account. You know, you can't use uh, an Apple device without an Apple account. Right? You need you to. Can. You can. Uh, no, you but can. No, you can't use the App Store. I was going to say, I mean, you can't use the yeah, App Store. You can't use but, the App Store. But you, but you literally use... can't do anything with an Oculus. Yeah, I mean, you it... can't. That's just corporate federation, you know. They're just they're, they're it, just it, trying yeah. to reduce the number of namespaces and um, identity well, right, login Petros. has been a problem forever, and it's probably going to be a problem forever, yeah. I think. And so a big company like that just tries to simplify things for themselves. You know, um, maybe they're you know it'll have like the one login to rule them all, and having that one login to rule them all be Facebook is just weird. Whereas yeah. you know your metaverse login, I could see that being a cooler way to say it and that is just just verbiage there <laughs> but um well and a lot of that is is pr too right i mean it, there there has been you know like it or not whether you're a fan of facebook or not um facebook has had a lot of negative <laughs> press lately you know there's privacy concerns and um a lot of people are pointing fingers at their lack of uh action if, if you think they should have acted to prevent certain global events yeah which finger <laughs> that's a good question but but you know, people people organize, people use Facebook as a platform to organize, and sometimes people organize things that are not good, like for example, storming the Capitol and stuff like that. Um, but but it's hard, I think, for them to separate themselves and their other products from that sort of scrutiny or um, you know negative attention. But I think that they have an advantage in that they are the company that is in the weeds with that situation right now. Right. I mean, they're in Congress voluntarily and, you know, whistleblowery, you know, so, I mean, good, the bad and the ugly. I think though, that the company could take this opportunity to leverage all of this horrible, bad press and this evilness that they have brought upon themselves to do good. And, And I say that because who knows more about, how to be creepy with privacy data than Facebook right now, right? Nobody. <laughs> so, they are experts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if, if they lean into that and be like, okay, you know, we designed an AI or the algorithm as they, you know, as it's known, we designed this thing and man, it got, it got the better of us. It got the better of everybody because it has done terrible things. And if they learn from that in anything other than how to make more money, then you know, it could be a positive. I like to think that that there is still some soul left in the people working there. So maybe there's some hope. So I don't know. Skynet is self-aware now, right? So uh... it's pretty close. <laughs> well, I, I remember having this conversation with a group of developers many, many years ago, and and one of one of the <laughs> the things that we were talking about was that the, the person who screws up something the absolute worst is now the expert in that, right? You are it's exactly what you say. Like you yeah. you screw up a massive data migration, you are probably now the migration expert because you have had made a massive mistake and you have tried to fix it. You've possibly been successful. Now you're 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 the person. You know, well, you're the go-to. I worked at a university, I worked at um, a K-12 school what kids are the absolute best kids to recruit to be on your technology team? The kids that have hacked other kids' accounts, the kids who have done terrible (laughs) things, you know, I mean, they know what they're doing. They know what can be done. And if they can be turned to the, you know, to the good side, yeah. it can There's be a, a reason benefit. why all your corporate training is from Kevin Mitnick. <laughs> you know, like all right? your corporate I mean, yeah. training videos. Great example. Courtesy of Kevin Mitnick. Yeah. So an interesting thought about Facebook is that in a way, what they've been saying, or what they, and, and without ever saying it, just because of the way they work is, and, and the degree to which they can know 
their machines can know you intimately, is that, hey, two billion people, you've picked the one place that you know you're not private. <laughs> if you're here, you're not being private, okay? You're, you're just not. And, and you know, because we're, we're watching you. We want you, we want you to engage. And, if we, and in order to do that, we need to know you really well based on what you say and, and what you show. And that goes also for Instagram and the rest of them. And, and the awful thing is if you're gonna have algorithms for engagement, you're gonna have algorithms for hacking people. And that's basically what's, you know, and hacking whole populations and doing it robotically. And I think the problem for Facebook, the deepest problem for Facebook is that it is not, you can't fix it. <laughs> you, you can't fix something that starts on that premise. You can't, because it can only be what it already is. Um, you can't say, well, we're going to help you engage less. Well, you're, we know you. We, we know all this stuff about you. We, we're, we're not going to pay any attention to it. And we're not going to do the stuff we know works in order to get you to talk more and to engage more with cohorts that you apparently belong to and are going to get more deeply involved with, naturally anyway, because we're busy having you, helping you talk to each other. Well, I don't know if that's a fixable thing. I don't think that it's, I think that it might be fixable in that it could be more transparent, right? I mean, if, oh, for sure. if but, you see why yeah. things are happening the way they're happening, because let's face it, some of, I mean, a huge part of the algorithm or the AI or whatever it is that you want to refer to it as is so beneficial. I mean, ideally, if you're going to get a whole crap ton of ads, relevant ads are probably nicer to get instead of just garbage. You know, I'd, I'd rather not just see constant boner pill ads go up my screen because of the age that I am. Right. So targeted ads, you know, I mean, in some respects are awesome, but then if you, but they're also creepy. So they're I so think creepy. that transparency can really help a lot of that, um, that evil, creepy nastiness. If, if they're transparent and they see, you know, why, you know, what did the algorithm do in order to get this? And, and I don't know. I think that that's a big step towards the right direction because you're right. We can't, they can't roll back the, you know, they can't like say, Oh, we're just going to forget you. You know, we're going to all this data that we have that yeah. you are now connected already. We're just going to disconnect everything and start off. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, and I think the, in some ways, I think the advertising side of Facebook is a red herring in the sense that they have lots and lots of ways to aid, aim, aim ads at populations based on a bunch of variables that are discoverable by what people say and show um, and whatever demographics they reveal, their location, their, their, um, you know, their age, their family, but whatever. I mean, it's not that hard to aim the ads and they're very, very, very good at that because they, isn't so much that they know a lot, it's that people reveal a lot and you can use the variables that are disclosed in the, those revelations in order to aim ads. And my, my case on this is that there is in fact nothing wrong with that if people are going into that knowingly, but the, the major harm, the, the known harm, like there's not, there's not much known harm in you got an ad for something. There's lots of known harm in what happened with Cambridge Analytica, with, with what happened in Rohingya, what happens, what, and basically what has happened with, um, with politics, which is that, you know, people, you know, basically the algorithm has discovered, helped people discover lots and lots of agreements about lots and lots of topics. If you're basically progressive and you're agitated by progressive causes, um, you know, you love black, you know, black lives matter to you and you're down together with everybody else who, to whom it also matters. You hate Biden and you're in a, in a cohort with all the other people who hate Biden and are busy, you know, saying awful things about Biden and it all kind of self amplifies. And, and, and we don't get much cross fertilization of that. Um, you know, unless, you know, there's, there's a person who's saying things that are provocative that are, that are in the cohort already, but generally it, it all turns into rah-rah because that's what engages people most and engagement is what they travel in. I mean, that's what Facebook does. It's an engagement machine. And, and if you're getting people to engage with each other, they are going to naturally you know, gravitate into cohorts and those cohorts are going to be, you know, echo chambers. And again, I don't know how that's fixable. And, you know, now they, they have, as they've pointed out, they've, they said, I just read a piece, they've spent $14 billion and they have 40,000 people whose job it is 
and this is the words of the Wall Street Journal that read, they said way back in 2018, I think, to, you know, you know 40,000 people whose job is to stare at human depravity and report on it, which is interesting to me because you need human beings to see what that is. You don't, you know, a machine can't do it. They've got probably the, the best equipped machine in the world for doing that, and it can't. They have to bring in human beings to do it. And that's, you know, I mean, my, my sense is that, you know, that it, it's even deeper than Facebook, that, that, you know, the basic problem is digital technology and the internet. And we're in, and we're early in that. And we haven't evolved legs. We just got gills and we're still in this ocean and the land is over there. We're not on it yet. We're kind of, it's kind of that early. And, and my, my expect, expectation is that Facebook is actually going to fail at, in some way because of this. But I, you know, but I've been saying that for years now. So well, far, I think I think that, that you are absolutely right that the advertising targeted ads are just a red herring. But yeah, I, I think that that's the that's the financial part of it, right? That's that's the part that Facebook benefits from is being able to sell ads. But the more ads they sell, the more money they make, and that's where the engagement comes in, right? They want people to doom scroll, right? I mean, you know, you're on your phone, mm -hmm, uh, yeah, you're on the toilet, absolutely. whatever, you know, they want you to keep scrolling. And so the algorithm, yeah, it, it targets ads, but even more importantly, it keeps you clicking. And, and I was talking with um, Catherine Petros um, uh, yesterday, I think about like, take my Twitter account, for example, right? I tend to post happy things, cat photos, dog photos, silliness, uh, a couple tech things that I post. And, um, you know, my, my Twitter account is not ridiculously popular, right? I'm not this influencer on Twitter. And it's because I'm not controversial and I'm not, uh, you know, terribly sexy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> gotta be one you know, or the other. I, I'm yeah, not sure I, about that, dude. <laughs> I don't some, draw some of us the crowds. can't help it, see. The, 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 the <laughs> people who can't help being sexy, they say they're not sexy. See, again, yeah, uh, well, it's a lie. Uh, anyway, so the Empire algorithm picture. tells me this. So I've got, I mean, I have a thing over here monitoring you, Sean. So it says you're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Whatever that thing is. I like, I like that algorithm. No, but um, you know, so that's what Facebook does is they, they do, they keep us engaged. You said it's an engagement engine and that's absolutely it. And so I don't know how we, we make that less evil because the things that keep us engaged are things like controversy. And if we see something that makes us mad or something that we identify with and are mad, then we, you know, that's what we're drawn to. And so then the, the big algorithm in the sky um, then feeds us more of that. Not, not with the end goal to, to make us more and more, you know, biased in our thing, but to keep us on the platform. That's all it's trying to do is keep us on the platform. The problem is, human meat sacks are really not not morally wonderful when it comes to what engages us and so you know we're, i mean they're they're not really hacking humanity right they're just they're just using our natural instincts to be monsters and and feeding our inner monsters and i i don't know how that gets fixed doc to, to you, you know, know kind of go back to where you what are what i'm saying is that it can't be fixed and because so then it what can't do we be do fixed, it, you know, I, and I, I think we drive to the edge and go over it. I think <laughs> but, we jump, we jump ship a, and go to the metaverse. As, well, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of steering this toward a larger thing, but it's so I saw some stats yesterday. I can't find them right now, but you know, like right now, um, uh, President Biden's approval rate is in the forties or something like that. But when you look at it, when you break it up by party, it's like he's gone from, you know, Republicans disapproving of him at greater than 90% and not changing to Democrats approving of him at 90% and dropping to 80 some percent, you know, something like that. But, you know, I mean, you know, when I was growing up and perhaps even when you guys are growing up, um, you know, political parties were more like, you know, like what ball club you liked, you know, or something like that. It was, you, you could be civil with the people who like the other team. I mean, you know, you know, Yankees and Mets fans and, you know, White Sox and Cubs fans could, could get along, you know, I mean, they, they could have arguments at bars and stuff like this. We're in a world right now where we have two camps that have opposing and very different views of reality itself. And, and 
don't like each other and don't like each other's opinions and 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 that's there's not a center that's held and that's the digital condition i'm talking about we've lost the center they're, they're cbs nbc and, and abc people used to sit down and watch their news every night they don't anymore you know they get their news not just from facebook but from each other you know through facebook and through other instruments like it and twitter is one of them but there there are lots of these and and it's just it's and and all of them tend to amplify homophily, which is the tendency to hang out with your own kind. But I really see it's not civil war, at least not yet, but it really feels to me like it's going to go there. And and there's another thing, too. I mean, how well a medium is being used by its its leaders is, you know, we we dodged a bullet when, when in a way, I think, maybe some other people, this is probably a terrible metaphor, but um, when... Trump got deplatformed, which is a really interesting term, but he did. Um, but he's still a leader. He's he's the leader of one side of this. Biden is not a leader on the other side. He's just the chief officer, but he's not the leader. There is no leader there. There there's a circular firing squad basically that the Democrats are largely a circular firing squad. So politically, we we're seeing this this hyper division going on, and the authoritarians are winning because. They tend to like leaders, and they go and, and they follow them, and we've gotten a, so it basically in some ways you could say Facebook is like other media that that are purely digital, um, and a, you know a a, a, um, a leadership engine almost, uh, and a, you know that that tends to favor authoritarians, and that's. So and I don't know what to do about that either. Here's so. where I'm I'm going to be weirdly positive. I know, like whenever I join the podcast, I'm oh, like super negative that. and like doom I'm and not. gloom. <laughs> so so here here's my positive spin on that. I think that right now Facebook is in in the limelight. They're in the spotlight. They're in literally in Congress, right? I think that mm -hmm. because of all the influence and power that they have in a currently in a very negative way, I think that they might be a vehicle and I don't know what that looks like. I don't have the answer right now, but I think that they may be the vehicle for whatever um, social media 4.0 is. I don't even know what point mm -hmm. we are in social media, but uh, you know, we, we, the platform is there. I don't think it's going away. You know, like you said, drive it off a cliff or that it's going to fail. I don't think, I think it's here to stay unless the government deregulates it or, or whatever. But then I think it's just another one will, you know, you cut off one head and, and more grow. So how do we, how do we use that for the good? And, and here's, here's the thing. I, I think that it's possible to use this amazing uh, communication platform that, that Facebook has created for good. I think what they need to do is hire people in fact, here, here's my resume. Facebook, hire me. Pay me a lot of money, but oh, yeah, give me, me a contract. Me too, all yeah, of us. all of us. But, <laughs> but pay me a lot of money and give me a contract so that I don't have to worry that if I tell you something you don't want to hear, that you know I'm I'm going to be unemployed. Uh, because I think that the whistleblower going to Congress is is just a sign that the company wasn't willing to hear the truth internally. You know, and that's that's kind of what happened. If you know, if the company doesn't listen to things internally, the whistleblower felt that she had to go, you know, public on it. So, so do it differently. You know, hire different people, hire privacy experts, hire people who care about privacy. I really am just like selling us here, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and invest the money like he's investing a ton of money in the in the multiverse thing. Invest that money to openly, transparently try to change how we communicate on Facebook. I don't know what that looks like. That's pie in the sky talk. I know it, but, but doggone it, we should be able to turn this right. juggernaut around. So you, you see opportunity. I think that's, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's reasonable. That's a, I think that's a reasonable position to take and it's, it's refreshingly optimistic. Um, also, there's here's something I wonder. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Cause well, I've been talking. I wonder, okay. <laughs> Well, why we focus so much on Facebook? Are we? Why don't we focus the same energy on things like 
YouTube. Why are why are the Google or sorry Alphabet <laughs> executive not being you know or I guess they are being subpoenaed, but <laughs> why are we not have, focusing this? Because the, the exact same homophily silo situation happens on YouTube. You can you can watch a couple videos and suddenly you're down a rabbit hole for hours, and 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 it will be increasingly. Uh, specific if you're looking at, at political stuff I tend to look at cooking but uh, you know it's, it's I think it's not know, as social effect. I think it's not yeah. as social I, I think that's the thing you know I think that they haven't cracked the social aspect you know there's comments sure you can yeah. share links but you know they don't have a big social media platform right I, it's not a platform for organizing you know yeah and so you know you don't I mean you comment but I mean think about it on YouTube you don't you don't like join YouTube groups, do you? I mean, there's not such a thing. I mean, maybe you all are fans of the same people, so you recognize each other in the yeah, comment section or something, but I, I think that must be why. Because, I, I mean, it's certainly not because Google is wonderfully saintful and you know, <laughs> they've, you know, stopped that from happening. So um, I, I, that's my only guess, is they, they haven't really cracked the social part of things. They've tried. I mean, how many, how many Google yeah. social platforms have started and failed? Well, they may have lucked out. At that, maybe you know i mean at um the google plus right the google plus they had yeah uh, there was a couple other ones um, too i, I don't oh, there remember was, yeah there was the one from that was so big in south america i was on that one it was okay. really good <laughs> yeah and i remember talking to two guys at a party who were commiserating at the two young guys at at, at something bad at how they were both bought and uh and destroyed and um and and they were there were these two guys who you know were had 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 Google things, you know, and they're very, what was this guy's name actually? Jeez, I wish I could remember it. There are people listening right now. They're saying you guys are dopes because you don't remember the names of these companies. Look at the <laughs> Google graveyard or the many Google graveyards and you'll find them. But they, yeah, they failed at that, you know, and, but I think it's a good thing for them. They're certainly making plenty of money without it. You know, I mean, it's, but something's going to fill that void, right? I mean, maybe it's good for them because now they're not, sitting in Congress as often <laughs> as, as Facebook is. Um, so I, I don't have a, uh, I think that if they were to crack the social media thing, they'd probably be in the same spot. So how do we reinvent that? I mean, how do we do it? It's, it's going to be people, I mean, honestly, it's going to be regular old meat sacks like us that come up with, you know, how, how do we change the world? It's, it's people who care and don't just want to abandon all hope and live in a, live in a, cabin in the woods, although that is appealing, I have to admit, um, that want the world to shrink. Oh, I was going to say, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm excited about this topic, if you can't tell. No, it's great. Um, one of the things that Facebook is rebranding for is to um, meet younger, young adults, right? I mean, mm -hmm. kids, which is the creepy part, you know, they want like kids to get on Instagram, but, but it's to meet young adults because young adults aren't on Facebook anymore. You know, they're, they're kind of abandoning the platform like right. Facebook on itself. TikTok. Yeah, exactly. They're going to TikTok. And so, you know, everybody like even YouTube's trying to do like their, their shorts now, or, you know, everybody's got their thing trying to out TikTok, mm -hmm. TikTok, but um, they want to appeal to the younger thing. I think that's part of the reason that uh, Zuckerberg is big on the, the VR and AR stuff, right? He's hoping that the ability to gather what feels physically, but digitally might mm -hmm. be, you know, a way to uh, appeal to that that crowd that is that was born in the digital world and wants to be a part of it. And that's kind of exciting. I I hope that they continue to expand VR and, and AR. Um, I, yeah, because I think I hope that it's that in a way that doesn't make me throw up. Like I, just, that, <laughs> I would well, just love it if they could I think fix that part. Where AR is like, for example, if Facebook came out with Google Glass that didn't have a camera that went into the bathroom with you, um, but, you know, <laughs> like where you could go around and have a heads up display. And, you know, I mean, there's like, you know, there's the metaverse and then there's the, I don't know, dirt side, we can call it. Uh, I should trademark that. Dirt, dirt side, side is the AR version of the metaverse. Dirtside.com. Uh, you heard it here. It sounds uh, like yeah. social network. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, if if they could integrate their platform in the real world, does that sound creepy? Sure. But it also sounds pretty awesome. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that would be great. And I think it would appeal to younger crowds, but again, if it's just going to be one more way to ruin the world, yeah, see, that's, that's not good oh, either. I wish I could share your optimism on that one. Although I, I do, I, I do and I don't, because I would love this, you know, cool futuristic 
world where I could do wonderful and beautiful things through my glasses and, and, and augment and see restaurant reviews just by glancing over at that sign or I don't know what I could buy. I probably can't even imagine actually the coolest things that you could do with it yet because my brain hasn't gone there. But I am also deeply concerned about human, you know, our human nature. And I think we would use it for horrible, horrible things like background checking somebody just by looking at them or something, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going to find a way to, to violate people's privacy and, and be generally awkward. And, you know, every, you know, every, well, not every guy, but um, I, I mean, the stories you hear from certain companies who have access to data like being interested in a woman and looking up everything there is to know about her now imagine if you could do all of that just by looking at her you know it's that's the kind of dystopia that i fear you know and so Um, and i don't think i don't think it's all that weird i don't think it's that off base no i think that is coming so so that is coming and we can either try to steer this crazy out of control technology vehicle by hiring people and and using the government uh, to uh, to regulate things in a way that benefits society. I mean, the whole idea of government originally, right, so that we can all work together for a common good, has been lost in the eons. But um, I, I think that we we can't just assume that we can um, well wish the future to not go that way. So it's going there. What can we do to make sure that as it gets there, we have some sort of a semblance of control over the future. I, there's no point in giving up on humanity. I think I, you know, it's, it's going to happen. And so what, what can we do? to make it a better version of that weird instant connected future. Well, I got an idea, you know, that just, just give me a chance here. You know how back in the day there was this uh, do not call list that you put your name into. So telemarketers wouldn't call you. Maybe we need something similar for social media. Except that everybody ignores it. But yes, I, I, I do agree. Yeah, I think it, um, it could be if yeah. we have a master setting of some sort that's well understood that says um, it could say, for example, um, you know, um, I, you know, don't 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 assume anything from what I post. Right. Don't you know, I like if you're on Facebook, here's a list of your friends. Here's OK. I want to hear from these people. But I don't. But. Just give me, give me, give it to me. Give me a timeline. I just want time based. I don't want engagement based. That's an option. There's a non-engagement based option. So the engagement engine that drives up prejudice uh, doesn't operate. I don't want that to happen. I, I just like to see it. I like to see them all based on on a timeline. They're not going to want to do it, but I think that's one possible approach wow. within the existing system. I, personally, I think we need a, a completely other system. I think, by the way, anyways, I think it's a good idea, by the way, uh, Petros. Um, I, was, I wasn't even being serious. Well, it, I mean, <laughs> th- this is what, I mean, this is the idea behind Do Not Track. I mean, the, the three guys yeah, that came up with Do Not so. Track basically looked at do not, the Do Not Call list and said, we just need a Do Not Track list that, you know. The world th- will ignore. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it, it ended up being the, you know, thank you. Uh, internet giants and the W who corrupted it, the W3C ended up being called, ironically, the tracking preference expression. That's the that was the final name for doing a track tracking preference expression. So, but but I think that we could. I mean, this is, I mean, this is actually kind of where, you know, our, our fellow open source brethren kind of come from, which is, well, why stick with the all these centralized systems, why don't we just, you know, finally one of us figure out or some collection of us figure out what's the ultimate decentralized system? What's the ultimate distributed system where we can start? We can build our own cohorts in our own way and we know what those are, you know, in the same ways that we all have our own, they no longer call it a Rolodex. I don't think anybody's seen a Rolodex in a long time. Isn't uh, Trump uh, media building the, um, that new social platform, Truth? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's Mastodon. Yeah, it's just Mastodon. <laughs> is yeah. it really? Is it really just Mastodon? It's Mastodon. It is. Yeah, yeah. they're. I think they're even funny. getting. 
yeah, they're, so they're even funny. getting like in legal trouble because they're yeah, using yeah, it because they ripped off the code violating so, the license. Yeah. Well, no, I mean they they're totally able to rip off the code. That's the point. But then they did not. They have to then disclose certain things that they don't want to disclose, and that puts them in violation. Yeah. So yeah. I see. So I, I think the quick answer to that doc is money, right? Because um, yeah. it takes money to make platforms. And guess who has who has what what nineteen billion? He's going to invest over the next few years in coming mm -hmm. up with stuff. Not the open source projects. It's Zuckerberg, right? And so that's yeah. where again, it's difficult to compete with that on a you know to yeah. appeal to people who are not into sure. privacy, quote unquote. But it means that he has a vehicle where he could do things if he with his platform refuses to um transfer data on people's you know scan everything about them by their their facial recognition um that starts to get creepy too so again so, so, even that has to be transparent so i, I don't know the answers i just i i have yeah. one i have one a suggestion for one a positive throw it to the linux foundation okay the linux foundation has ha half the global 2000 to give money to the Linux Foundation. The Linux Foundation does a really good job of gathering a bunch of companies together under different umbrellas. One's around um, uh, 5G and, and uh, cloud and uh, blockchain and, and or, you know, distributed ledgers, that kind of thing. Um, uh, entertainment. So have one around, let's remake social online. Uh, online. Let's remake this, you know, who, let's you know, a whole bunch of companies step to step up to this plate you know let's 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 make the system that's fully distributed and um everybody's got it everybody can come at it independently and you can make you know diy diy cohorts somehow you know i mean put some money into it you know and well, and then as and long then as we pull can... together geeks that you know that that are not working for their companies that, to do it just well, and if we can come up with a way that makes money for the rich people, that's the only way. I mean, that, that's the only way I see it happening, right? If it's beneficial well, to the bottom line that, for yeah. the companies that have the money to invest, then you know, if there's an angle that that works, maybe they'll bite. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, if if you get two billion people, you know, if you could say, I mean, you can have. I think it's possible to sell. Well, look at Coca Cola. Coca Cola doesn't own. You know they own appetites they don't necessarily own the the distribution and the rest of it they don't have stores if but they sell something every you know lots of people want to want to drink you know it's just make a better one a better you know the better app you could put on your phone that cost you money or go put on your device whatever your device happens to be it costs you money it costs you a little bit of money but two billion people are doing it and you make make a lot of money in the process the tough one is going to be on the advertising side and this is where I think it's possible that Facebook is Facebook and Google are both undefeatable as long as you have that many people doing that much self-disclosure to advertisers who could advertise against it. Um, in Google's case, Google could actually stop all tracking tomorrow and still make a zillion dollars because they have search. And as long as we need search, that's where they make most of their money. And with search, you know, you, you're, you're well, searching for platform. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you search for the, you know, you, you search for, um, you know, uh, Green Mountain and you're going to get, um, you know, Green Mountain Roasters and Vacations by Green Mountain. You know, you're going to get those. You're going to get those anyway. And people pay money for that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, th those, those I, two companies are probably going to do fine. I think people are willing to pay a bit too. And here's something this happened to me yesterday or the day before. I don't like my days are blending together, but. I paid for, and I didn't pay for it. I, I set up for a 30 day trial for mm -hmm. YouTube's um, premium thing. YouTube. Yeah. I think it's called premium. I don't know what the, they're calling it. The thing they bothered you about 9,000 times and you finally caved in. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I actually searched for it, which is weird to think, but I did. I actually tried to find it. it. I did directly. Yeah. And it so there, so there's no ads on YouTube, you know, no ads at all. I mean, there's no pre-roll, post-roll, mid-roll, nothing on the sides. There's no ads on YouTube and it's, I don't know what it's going to cost me a month, like 17 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month or I, I don't know something, but, um, I, I didn't think that I would like want to pay for it after one day. There's not a question in my mind when that renewal comes around, 
I'm going to let it renew. It's, it's a wonderful experience and I'm willing to pay money for that wonderful experience. So that, that's an interesting, um, interesting thing for me. Would I pay for ad-free Facebook that let me just see a timeline of everybody that I followed as they post it? I might. And so you also get like a whole bunch of cord cutting channels, don't you? Along with it. A bunch of what? Like, in other words, you're, you, when you get YouTube premium, you get your local ABC, CBS, NBC, no, Fox. No, that's different. I don't think so. Oh, it's, okay. it's YouTube music oh, that's and you no ads in YouTube. And you get the YouTube, what do they call it? YouTube originals, which was a flop. Um, there's really nothing. I think they tried to compete with, it used to be YouTube Red. Where like oh, had their original content. Oh, right. YouTube, yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's all just YouTube premium. You get when you pay for YouTube premium. I'm gonna sound like an ad. If you pay for YouTube premium, you get um the no ads and then you get the YouTube music, I guess, which is the thing. So mm. yeah, anyway. mm. I'm not saying everybody should so. buy that, but I'm saying that it's something I'm worth paying for to get rid of those ads. So that's interesting. So so basically you just get ad-free YouTube, you don't get channels with it. You don't get channels other yeah, than I think what is, is that there's like YouTube TV mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, like YouTube TV stuff. is a whole separate product. It's yeah. basically okay. cable over I the... I see it now, yeah. yeah Ad-free and background play, downloads, YouTube music. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, an interesting thing about that is that it speaks to the negative value of advertising to you <laughs> and yeah. me. And it, and it also speaks to the tendency, I mean, just the, the general drift of electronic media away from advertising support to, uh, to subscription support, you know? So, and that's, and uh, people have been talking about peak subscription for a long time. I think I even wrote about it for Linux Journal at some point, you know, that we're, at some point there's, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to afford it anymore. You know, we're gonna say, okay, enough, we're paying, I'm already paying for my internet and I'm paying for the cable and I'm paying for these premium channels. I've got HBO and I've got, you know, uh, Netflix and Apple this and Google that, and and I'm going to stop at some point. I can't afford anymore. And but we're not even close to that. Apparently, I think we're, we're well. All cable TV paying. prime the pump, right? I mean, we're paying eighty bucks a month for basic cable, yeah. so they prime the pump for if I turn that off, we can get Netflix and Apple TV yeah. Plus and Hulu and all these things. The yeah. the only downside is all of the cable TV replacements are still similarly expensive because they still have to pay right. all of those channels. Right, they're paying. You know? They're just bundling the rights packages. Yeah, so. they're just a cable TV network over the internet. They're not a right, you know, right. So. And that's and I guess that's a YouTube TV. That's just yeah, one of which those. we had for a while. And actually, as far as the streaming services go, it's a really nice one. It does automatic yeah. DVR. And yeah, it's pretty sweet. So. We haven't talked much about the whistleblower. We keep kind of alluding yeah. to mm -hmm. to that story here and there, but I thought maybe, you know, before we wrap up, we, we should go into that a little bit more. Um, also, I'm hoping Petros will have some thoughts, but but Sean, you said you actually watched nope. all of no, no yeah, this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to hear some of that Chicago Petros action. is a known thing. It gives flavor so to the podcast. Have to share some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, 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 okay. So, so she's testified in front of this Congress. Is, this is Francis Hogan, right? Front, yes, she's yeah. and I watched. Yeah. I watched that whole thing. Yeah, you watched really? it. Really? Yeah. Um, she was. Yeah, there was a big article in the Telegraph, I think, um, in the UK that came out, and everybody's talking about the Facebook papers. You know, she she released all of these documents, including uh, resignation letters, internal communication. Um, you know, things that suggest that people within Facebook are aware of things that maybe they have in, uh, implied that they were not or, you know, or people had hoped that they were not, you know, I don't know. But um, a lot of things have come up, which is, you know, which are really controversial. And I think what's interesting to me is what I would consider the lack of nuance in coverage of Facebook in general, you know, when it comes to privacy issues and stuff, because I think we some group of us have been conditioned that you know facebook is bad facebook is is is, is doing evil things and, and manipulating the algorithm to ruin our children or whatever it is that they that people think and 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 i think what happens is you you know you come out with this kind of information and the way that it's presented well you know i they've been lying i have information to back it up and i'm going to expose it all and people latch on to that and they, you know it, it's you know there's a little bit of confirmation bias going on and and um 
but then they kind of gloss over the fact that maybe the same whistleblower gets certain parts of it wrong, or maybe she doesn't, and maybe the co the coverage of of her statements is is misconstrued. But but people start um, latching onto ideas like, for example, um, that maybe Facebook is only interested in implementing end to end encryption because they want to remove themselves from responsibility and, and isn't that terrible and then you're like whoa 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 wait, back up <laughs> you're like no end to end encryption good facebook i don't know maybe bad maybe good but let's put that aside for a minute and focus on encryption good right so um you know i see a lot of that circulating and and it is well it's, it's interesting certainly but it's also concerning because i you know, I think it's a symptom of, of what we talked about earlier, that we get into our camps and we only hear the information that confirms our own position, existing position. And, you know, it's very hard for us to get out of it. And once you're in this sort of uh, Facebook bad camp, it's really hard to, to be a Sean in this case and defend and say, hey, wait, you know, maybe maybe there's an opportunity here. And, you know, I, I, I just I, I worry about the lack of um, of scrutiny that, that some of these stories have. And I wondered if we could talk about that a little more. I, I'll, I'll talk, but I talk a lot. I'm so sorry, but I am positive on this and I did watch it. Okay. So I'll, I'll say you that's why I'll, um, some, so one, the, she's very eloquent when she speaks, she is quick to respond. She has smart, intelligent, uh, responses. She knows what she's talking about. Um, she appears to be able to give you information, just as you, as you ask it, explain it in a way that's not condescending, but also, um, so she was really good on camera, right? I mean, that was that was a benefit to her versus Mark Zuckerberg, who is uh, neuroatypical. You know, he's not neurotypical in what, I don't know exactly what ways, but when he's testifying in Congress, you know, all the jokes about, oh, he's not human because he comes across as not a great communicator in person. And so I, I think that automatically almost gives her like this credence or something, you know, like people almost trust what she's saying as is definitely true. Um, I, I think that it needs to be looked at very skeptically, whatever it is that she's, you know, presenting. And I hope that's the case. I hope they're not just assuming, well, she's a whistleblower. She's, you know, a good guy. So we need to just, you know, everything that she's saying is true. I hope that that information is vetted and I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But I think that Facebook should really lean into this soon, quickly, and and in a public way, and that there should not be a need for a whistleblower to to expose this information. And they could, it, it's going to be humbling, right? But they could take this and run with it and say, okay, you know what? Yeah, that that's you know, we're so big that some bad things have happened and we lost control of what's going on. You know, we have lost control of our giant company. And so, yes, we need, we can, we're going to be more transparent and we're going to hire the people from reality to cast to be spokespeople for all the things that, um, you know, oh, are good and, and, and solid in the world. Doc and um, Facebook shill. Yeah. And so <laughs> unlikely, but yeah, it's a um, fun fantasy, but they could lean into it and and use this to their benefit. They really could. I, I don't know that they will, um, but they're not hurting for money. You know, they 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 have the ability and the finances and the capital to um, make some serious changes, more so than even just like rebranding under an umbrella of the metaverse and you know expanding AR stuff to appeal to young adults. I think that apart from the business side, they could really leverage uh, this horrible. Uh, black eye in a way to to um, make themselves more credible and uh, again they they know all the bad stuff so that's true so I'm so Petros so in all seriousness I am actually really curious what you think because you have had some pretty strong opinions about Facebook in previous episodes so you know I wonder if this conversation has I don't know made you think about anything differently or if you're still kind of in the same in the same place I don't I mean, know. You use Facebook. I, I use Facebook. It. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of it yet. I still think it's it's still a bit early, even though the news broke a few weeks ago. Um, I think more information is going to come out. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't have any opinions yet. I haven't, uh, past couple of days, I, I haven't really been following the, the news either. So I'm a little bit behind from uh, the rest of you. But yeah, overall, I still think uh, I've, I've expressed this in, in, you know, in, in past shows, but I think maybe Facebook needs to shake things up a little bit. Maybe some new leadership or something to help redefine its image. As long as, I'm not saying it's impossible, but as long as Mark is at the helm, uh, I think it would be very difficult for them to rebrand and um, repair, <clears throat> repair the damage that has been done um, in, in recent years. So with new leadership, I think they can do that. Microsoft has done that. And right now, Microsoft is, is on top of the world. They're ruling. Yeah, they're the new good guy, right? I yeah, they're the new so good long. guy, which I would have never said, you know, being the, the Linux guy that I am, I would have never thought in a million years that Microsoft would eventually turn around. And, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, be the good guy, because there are many skeptical individuals in the Linux camp that still think that Microsoft is, is going to, you know, eventually either take over or squash Linux, but, uh, or ruin GitHub or whatever, whatever we're, yeah. we're worried about on any given day, but no, but maybe I mean, it's relative, maybe it's relative good guy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think things need to be shaken up and in order to do that leadership may have to change. I think there, you know, they have gotten so much bad press, you know, and, and I think the Cambridge Analytica thing, I mean, how many, that's years ago at this point, right? And it yeah. still, I think, hangs over them like a little rain cloud. Only because we keep bringing it up. Yeah, it's our fault. <laughs> if they it's would only, only pay us a lot of podcast. money, like Sean keeps saying. <laughs> as long as this podcast stops bringing it up, then uh, people will forget about it. You know, I think it's it's important to learn from your your mistakes. They need to I certainly try to. Yeah. Facebook needs to communicate. They need to be transparent and they need to communicate. If you're going to be the biggest social media company on the planet, you need to be social, right? You need, you need to be clear about what you're doing, how you're doing it, where you're doing it, when you're doing it. And um, that doesn't lend itself to the corporate mindset, right? I mean, that's just not how normal corporations work. So yeah, I agree with Petros. They're going to have to shake things up a lot if they want to not just succeed in business, but succeed in what probably Mark wants. He probably wants the company to be a good thing for the planet. I mean, truly, he probably really does. Mm -hmm. He wants to make money too, but I, I don't think that he's like, let's take them over. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he was sitting around in his dorm room, you know, thinking, May I'm going to create a product that will take down democracy. Like, I don't yeah. think that happened. That was not a thing. He just wanted to meet girls and that's fine. <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, that actually, that's something, something that you, so I think the four of us, I think it's really easy to forget some of, you know, the very serious issues that people, uh, you know, who work within Facebook have to deal with that, that you know, being, privileged white you know american we just have no clue about the realities of living in certain parts of the world um we have no clue about you know the the dangers that that people face in just trying to communicate with each other and trying to assemble and trying to do these these various things and 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 to that degree, I am actually sympathetic. I can't imagine being behind a product like that and having to take into consideration, like literally the people on your platform organizing to topple third world governments. Like, I have no idea how you would, like, how do you I mean, approach Facebook, that? That's Facebook is bigger than the US government, right? And Oh yeah, it's bigger than any government. That's that's a big place to be. Yeah, I mean, a lot that, of responsibility. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, you need a community. That's kind of a, a key point. Um, Dave Weiner, um, you know, pointed out he had, he had a really good three-letter, three-word way of putting. It. He said, "Facebook is us," and by that he meant that Facebook is not, you know, one thing. He said, "Complaining about Facebook is like complaining about something in New York City." And well, New York City is a big, complicated place, and Facebook is much bigger than New York City. It's a big, complicated undertaking, and 
I mean, it has engineering aspects, has social aspects, is active in multiple languages in many, many countries. Um, and it, it, it's easy for us to, you know, talk about what it's doing, say, with advertising, what it's doing with, with cohorts, you know, all the stuff I said about, uh, you know, driving homophily and stuff like that. But they're, they're doing lots of stuff that's complicated internally. And, and it's hard to characterize the whole damn thing as one thing. I mean, that's sort of the problem I have with press coverage of it. It's sort of like, well, you know, Zuckerberg is doing this and Zuckerberg's doing that. And it's not just Zuckerberg. I do agree, however, that they need new leadership. I think, I think it would be smart of Zuckerberg actually for the sake of the company to step aside. Um, and, or, or at least, you know, move, kick himself up to, you know, chairman or something like that and let empower other people. It just empowers some people that are better yeah. communicators and us and yeah, well, us, <laughs> you know, three of us anyway. Um, <laughs> you're like to, uh, no, thank to, you. <laughs> to, to, to step in and and you know but but actually start tackling some of these things and it could be that you know they need to break up internally in some ways where you know whoever's in charge of say all, all of membership is different than whoever's in charge of all of advertising and whoever's in charge of you know um all of groups i mean an, an interesting thing for me with facebook is there I belong to, a, I'm, I'm in there mostly for the groups and for, um, for relatives. Those are the two things, groups, relatives, and old friends that won't be anywhere else. Um, you know, and, 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 and friends who are ill, right. And, and aren't going to communicate any other way because it's easy. It's wickedly easy to communicate on Facebook. Right. So, and to lots of people, you know, you have, you have an audience or you have, it's not so much an audience, you know, you have people who are listening. So, but all of the groups that I belong to have, as rule number one, no politics. The most active one is actually called "I Take Pictures of Transmitter Sites." You know, I'm an old radio guy, and like there are fourteen thousand people on that, and they're all radio engineers of the old school who keep radio stations on the air, and they're an interesting group. And I'm sure they vary an awful lot politically, but politics doesn't show up there at all, and it's a really terrific group. Um, there, you know, there's another one for the town I grew up in, a little town in New Jersey. Um, that's not political either. All of them are not political. And if they're not political, it's like, wow, all kinds of actually useful social stuff can happen there. Um, but, you know, that's a different function. Whoever, somebody's in charge of that. It's different than the, whatever, whoever's in charge of aiming ads and the rest of it. So there's a, it's sort of like, there's a non-nuanced popular understanding of what what Facebook is and does, and it's not exposed to the world. The world doesn't know about it. And Facebook's been too secretive about it, too. I mean, one of the things that at least several people who work at Facebook have told me is that most of their income does not come from big brands or anything like that. It comes from small from small advertisers, you know, that this, this city, that, you know, shoe store, that, you know, nail salon or whatever else it is, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And it's largely local and they don't talk about that and in fact i was somebody was one of the guys who was in the uk told me i'm going to give you some numbers i'll get you some numbers and he never did you know not allowed to i guess and they should be able to do that you know yeah. i think that would make them if that's true um you one would look at them you know he'd say yeah okay they killed the newspapers so they killed the newspaper advertising business more than say uh craigslist already did but it's you know, but but what they're doing is is relatively harmless and, you know, serves local communities in, in different ways. But none of that is exposed. They just look like this monolith, but they're not. You can't you can't be that big and that monolithic at the same time. Yeah, they're too big. I mean, there's too many, too many parts for it to just be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There needs there just there needs to be more communication. They need to be more transparent. So which so maybe. Um, continuing with the theme of positivity, since I think it's probably about time to wrap up, maybe we could all talk a little bit about what we want the metaverse to be. Who goes okay, first? So, so, there, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll share, maybe, maybe you shared this already, and if we have, maybe you could cut it out. There's, uh, I spoke to a friend who would rather be nameless, who, who's familiar with both what Apple's doing and what Facebook is doing, and they're both 
about the metaverse. The, and meaning you, you, you put these things on your head and now you're somewhere else. You're looking at a mixed reality. Mostly it's about mixed reality. You know, you, mm -hmm. you put this thing on your head and you look around your house. You imagine, you imagine, well, I could paint this wall. I can move those bookshelves over there. I need a couch here. You know, do I want to do this with the rug? I mean, there's all, I could put a different rug down there. I can go shopping for rugs and I could lay it under here. I want to move to another neighborhood and I'm looking around there. I want to walk around is that kind of thing. And in addition to the games, the games are going to be huge, but, mm -hmm. but the idea is that you're living in this alternate in, in this parallel reality where the, the ambient world is recreated for you when you wear these glasses. Um, and that Facebook's view is tour is through Oculus. It's basically Facebook's view is, is in that, is in that direction. Whereas Apple's is more sonic and entertainment. You're going to have, they want to be, you know, the, you know, they, they want your Disney library in 8K on one wall while you are able to walk around your house and and have uh, uh, um, Atmos, uh, the Dolby Atmos uh, sound with, you know, directionality to it that's better than anything you've seen before or heard before. Um, they want all of, you know, they, they see all of entertainment kind of going into your private spaces and Apple wants to be compl completely in front of that. It's different. It's two different views. And if Google gets into it as well, it's going to be a third view. Um, I, I, I think there's a limited market for all of that stuff because I think our lives need to be simpler. <laughs> and, I, and that's actually, you know, part of where we're going, say, with electric cars. I think in the long run, that's, there's something involved in that as well. And the appeal of electric cars is actually simplicity, not necessarily um, getting rid of gas or something like that. So the yearn to simplicity, I thought, I think is especially served by the metaverse as it's been described so far. Do you want my pie in the sky version? Petros, do you yeah. have a, what do you want? What do you want? Oh. I have a hard time with normal reality. I, 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 don't, need, <laughs> I don't need an alternate reality. So Not that's my more. opinion. One is more enough. More reality. One, one, oh. one is enough. Yeah, yeah. That's too funny. Okay, uh, So I, all I want is world peace no i want um i want augmented and or virtual reality to be the method by which zip code no longer determines a person's outcome because i think if we can remove the the geography from where a person is and what they can become um i think that if we can use virtual reality to remove some of the from the some of the stigma from, um, you know, race and nationality and, and location specifically, but if we can remove all that, or at least at least obfuscate that enough, so that the kid who's living in the projects has the same opportunity in the multiverse that you know the the kid at a, right. a you know I don't know a big mansion has. I, I, Apparently, I'm There's not good no at my stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. You know, I, I I would normally use the phrase "I want to see VR flatten the world," but now there's like the flat world society, so yeah, that somebody's going to accuse you of something. Somebody's <laughs> ruined because the metaphor is now being taken literally. Uh, but that's that's my that's what I want. That's all I want is for Facebook to completely eliminate the problem of people in poor areas never being able to get out of poor areas. Okay, well, now I'm going to sound really ridiculous. And, but I actually kind of like, kind of like some of these ideas, uh, some of the e-commerce ideas. Um, and okay, I can actually really, I can envision really enjoying, and I'm assuming these things don't make me throw up. Um, I would like to, let's say, buy a new couch by looking at my living room and seeing what that couch looks like in it. I think that sounds great. I think that is a positive. I think, um, you know, think in, in terms of relocation, you know, it, sometimes where you are in the world actually does matter and you have to move, right? You have to move to, if let, let's say I want to move to Northern Michigan because it sounds lovely and you have great weather except when it's very cold. Um, I, I would love to be able to, you know, I know that virtual tours of houses are a thing, but, but imagine how much better they could be, you know, if, if that right. sort of technology yeah. were improved. I would love the idea. I would love to be able to, you know, make that kind of a, of a thing a reality, thus, you know, making it easier to make those kinds of decisions. Um, I would enjoy 
visiting art museums around the world that maybe I can't afford to visit right now. And maybe there's a pandemic and I can't go or, you know, for whatever reason, I would love to be able to put on a pair of glasses and stroll around the Louvre and have a real, a more real experience than just looking at slides, you know, on a screen. I think I can, I can see a lot of really great applications for it. And, and I hope that those things are the things that we embrace and not the things that I mentioned before. Yeah, there's so many positive things. You know, the AR glasses where if I'm driving and I get distracted and I'm about to hit something, it like flashes and beeps so that I don't run into the bunny on the road or whatever. There's so many positive things that we could you know, have with augmented yeah. reality. There, there's just Let, yeah. Let's all take a trip together to the Great Wall of China. Like oh, I actually yeah. have done that. It's quite cool. But it was 100 degrees that day. I think if we could just sit in, <laughs> sit here at our desks and all travel together virtually. Now, it's not the same thing as the real deal, but it could be a lot cheaper. You know, what would be amazing is if I could uh, go into this augmented reality universe and smell the delicious looking food that I see. Mm, yeah. Have you been that to that be thing at great. Disney? What, where you're in the big screen and you go through the orange fields and they like spray the um, yeah, essential they, oil so you smell the orange grove that you're flying through? No. That That's pretty sound, cool. I think it's at yeah. Epcot. It's pretty cool. They've been doing that for a long time. They, they, yeah. They have, yeah. Yeah, it's they, just orange. I mean, you, it's it's not like lots think, of different smells. It's others, just the orange, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think well, on other, that note. On that note. I think we ended in a very positive spin. So yeah, art museums, not background checks. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you everyone for joining yeah. us yet again. And uh, we look forward to next time where I suspect we will dig even deeper into many of these issues or others. Thanks. Unless we are all working at Facebook. <laughs> yeah, making apparently the big bucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you, Sean and Petros for uh, joining us. And.